Welcome to the Wolf Connection Podcast. I'm your host, John Kalfa. Let's talk about some wolves. She's becoming a regular now. Hello, Amanda. Uh, Director of Programs, Amanda Beer, joining Stephen and myself. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be with you both again. Yeah. Two, two, two here in Acton and one in Colorado. It's cool. It's nice. <laughs> um, so really what I, I invited you back on in passing, just because I think it's important that the community and anyone who's been listening to the podcast lately gets a feel for how the program side of Wolf Connection really was hit with COVID, not hit with COVID, but how COVID impacted everything. And now how we're starting to come out of this California just this past Tuesday, June 15th, gave the all clear, opening up 100%. <laughs> so who knows what that means for us, but I'm sure there's there's going to be a wave of things coming our way. So Amanda, just give everybody a little bit, because I was there too, I think if not on the second to last day or one of the last days in March, when it was stop everything when COVID started. So what was that like for us and on your end mm-hmm. when we got the, everything's got to shut down? Mm, it's a little surreal to look back on it. Um, I'll have to say what what's coming to mind is probably a month ago, we went into the yurt to prepare for programs coming back on site. And everything was exactly as we had left it in March. So, you know, we have some little shelving in there. So the, you know, all the pencils and some of the the journals from the last group uh, were still there. And it made me recall how, you know, I think I was a little bit in denial that they really, that the youth weren't going to come back. And so we didn't even go in there to, to kind of pick up the pieces. Um, it stayed as it was, as we were midway through a program. So, um, I mean, it was rough, you know, not really know what, knowing what was happening and then not really having a way to conclude things with the young people. Um, you know, I think we always default to believing in their resilience. So that's how we approached it. Um, and then eventually, you know, put our focus elsewhere on preparing for this next year, working with the county. Um, but for me personally, I've had waves, you know, waves of grief throughout about not doing the work that I think Wolf Connection is here for. And I know that I'm personally here for um, serving humans. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, but we are back in business. <laughs> so I'm delighted to report that. Yeah, it's great to hear that kids are coming back because it's kind of, it's such a big part of the energy at Wolf Connection is the the young people walking around and, you know, seeing stuff for the first time. But I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but I've heard this story from several people just, you know, COVID was, I mean, not that it's a was thing. It, it's, it's still obviously a, a thing that's, you know, going to affect us for a long time. But this theme I keep hearing is, you know, it brought on a lot of hard changes, but it also, there's also a lot of moments of epiphanies of sort of how to do things better. Um, did you feel like you were having those similar epiphanies and how did those sort of, uh, how did those sort of manifest and looking forward, do they help us do things better at Wolf Connection? 
Mm, beautiful question. There's so much coming up for me, you know, personally and professionally, the programs. Um, I would absolutely say Wolf Connection as an organization is coming not out of this. You're right, COVID's not over. But as we shift from mostly focusing on the wolves and focusing internally, now really inviting the public and the community and welcoming folks back. So as we shift into that, Wolf Connection is so beautifully positioned. I mean, the work we did internally this last year, um, changing the team, you all got the podcast off the ground. I mean, we've done tons of work with our leadership team, um, hired some new folks. You know, sadly, some folks have moved on, but it feels really grounded. Um, the foundation feels feels really tight and grounded and cohesive. And that has been beautiful um, as, a, as an org. And then in, in regards to programs specifically, what I think is so beautiful, and I realized like we would not have had the time to do this. So right before COVID hit, we were in this process of a, several um, departments in the county. Like we had this whole group of folks from District 5 in the county come out like top officials and visit the ranch and we're super excited to invest in us and our programming. And then of course, COVID hit. But beautifully, a lot of that has still moved forward. So we've moved forward with the contracts, with uh, the probation department, with um, an incubation program, with Department of Mental Health, um, with Department of Public Social Services. So that's been incredible. And had we had all our school programs coming out, that would have been very difficult to accomplish. All of the back-end stuff, all of these contracts, all the learning curve has been huge. So I'm, I'm tremendously grateful that, you know, we were able to, to keep moving and do some of this foundational work with the county while, while we were in the depths, you know, the hardest part of COVID. Yeah. No, I, and I saw it firsthand too, how we were able to, all of us sort of take a step or two or three back and almost reset, mm-hmm. which I think in a way, and this is not putting any lightness on COVID and the pandemic and anything that was happening, but I think for us, it it really, like you said, I think had us look look at ourselves and say, is this sustainable moving forward? And it was really, like you said, a lot of things sort of piggybacked off of each other about, you know, how the team was going to look and how the wolves were going to react. And I think it's almost as though we're, we're looking at this from a totally different perspective now mm-hmm. that even when kids come back on, onto the ranch, when adults really start coming fully back onto the ranch, you you still did women and wolves. Mm-hmm. So I think, and we, we, we had two episodes about that in that, in that beautiful program that you and Misha run. So I think it's, yeah, I, I echo a lot of what you said, that it looked like it was just, it, it almost, like you said, it was sort of a dev- something that happened because it was supposed to happen for us mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to name how blessed we've been. I mean, we can sit here and say this because our internal community, which is pretty large at Wolf Connection between staff and volunteers, 
we've had no deaths to COVID. Um, you know, people have fared pretty well. So I just want to name and honor that because so many communities were hit so hard. So many of the communities we partner with were hit so hard with loss. And, you know, we've been, we've been really blessed in that regard. I think everybody, I mean, obviously there were challenges for everybody, but the one thing for, you know, at least for me that I did get out of it was that, um, that permission to sort of rest and be introspective about the future and whether the things I was chasing were really sustainable desires, you know? So I think I feel that from the Wolf Connection team too, that just, I feel that, uh, that groundedness sort of returning to the team and returning to the space. Uh, not that it wasn't always there, but I just feel some sort of like, you know, coming home moment for the Wolf Connection crew. It just feels a lot more peaceful and centered and, and grounded, like you said. So I'm excited to see what, uh, what comes out of that. Uh, it also seems like all this, per this permission to sort of think and to, to strategize it has given you the time to start to build on your internet and digital presence, which is maybe something that we needed to do. Um, does that feel true? And what, what is that sort of looking like? And John, you too, cause you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're helping with social media now too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I was almost going to forget to bring this up. Well, two things. One is that we've been doing virtual programs with the probation department, which has been really touching and really frustrating to not have these young people actually meet the wolves real time. Um, but it's helped us be innovative and figure things out. And I mean, we got to serve, we got to connect and that's been amazing. And then one of the other really cool things we're doing is creating um, a, a purely online platform, like a therapeutic educational platform where that's targeted at young people with 12 of the wolf lessons, um, the 12 that are presented in Teo's book. Uh, but it's the book is written a little bit more for adults, and this uh, this has kind of transferred that information for young people. Um, so it'll be we'll do a soft launch in the fall, so they'll be able to move through these twelve lessons either at their own pace, or we can engage like an entire classroom to do a wolf lesson weekly. But the thing that is so amazing about it is we're working with this studio in the UK, Can Studios, and they love the project. And they, <laughs> oh my God, they have just brought it to life. Wow. They've made all of the wolves animated. Oh, why oh have my I God, seen this? See, Annie's my favorite. Because, <laughs> you know, Annie has three legs and her animated yeah, wolf has three legs. It's It looks just <laughs> like her. So... Oh my God, it's so cool. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's simple animation, but it's beautiful. I don't want to give it all away, but they move through a map that goes through all the seasons. It's so cool. It's not, we're, we're probably about 60% there. And Steven was just out last week to shoot some of the videos. So it's a mix between this kind of animated piece and then where we have humans from staff and some of the students sharing about sharing each wolf's each wolf's story. Um, they're like minute to two minutes long. So that's a piece of it as well. 
Um, so, so grateful for your support on that, Stephen. Um, anyway, I could go on and on. No, but please. I'm sending you those today, by the cool. way. <laughs> yes. Um, but we... They're on the way. Awesome. I don't know if we, we... We would have had to totally hire out to find time to do this. Instead, we really took... It was a little uncomfortable because we wanted to start getting things out fast with COVID. And then we did take a step back. I mean, I had to pause and be like, I have no expertise in this area. Like, We have to find someone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Amanda's going to make some. I mean, I, I think John might have saw the original version I tried to do. It was so lame. And it took, it took me hours, like weeks to make this little PowerPoint. And I was like, there's no way this is going to work. Amanda is not a technologically savvy <laughs> individual <laughs> from first experience. I, I mean, I can get by, but that's not my zone of genius for sure. So we took the time it takes and interviewed a few different places and found this just amazing group of people at Cannes Studios and um, did it right. And so now we'll complete the project this summer. We'll probably do a soft launch in the fall. And then by the beginning of 2022, be able to really market it to, to schools, to individuals, the whole shebang. Yeah, I was going to say, it's is a big that deal. The, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And I think, Stephen, to your point too, I think with our online presence was somewhat lacking, I think in all areas. And I, I believe, I mean, that's initially, if you want to, if I want to be true with myself, that's a lot of the reason why I said, we need a podcast. I said, there's, there's, it's so simple to do. And you have a couple of individuals, you and myself, who were raring to go. And it's it's almost like we the bug sort of filtered out through everybody else. And I know you were talking about the online academy and, and this whole digital presence. And it it seemed like too what this gave you time to do with the online programs or virtual programs with probation too, is really to expand our use of the pack. Because a lot of the times when we have kids or adults or anybody who comes here, we we use our pack to the best of our ability that we know we can. That's safe and and, and gives people the, the right experience that they they need when they're here. For you, with these virtual programs, there were some wolves, I mean, Shade and Torben and Lee and Theo and going into enclosures and habitats and seeing, I mean, what was that like for you and Leo and Misha and Laura, any, anybody who was on the program team, how was that as just to see it almost like the pack expanded in a little mm-hmm. ways, right? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, a couple things. Uh, so I'll focus on shade. So for people listening, uh, shade is one of our animals who's been at Wolf Connection. How long, John, Stephen? Goodness. I think we got him at two. No, no, maybe not. He he's thir- I know he just turned thirteen, but he's been here for for a good while. Probably, yeah. I would say eight years. Probably something in that in that range. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and Shade is an animal we'd always share his story with the programs because a lot of the youth would connect to him because his story used to be about the fact that he gets overstimulated. So we always talk about wolves self regulating. They're really excellent at managing their internal state, regardless of what's going on in the environment. And um, Shade was one that would just have a little bit more trouble with that. 
and would communicate that to us. So in order to keep everyone safe, he was limited in his contact. He never has had any physical contact with the programs and even with our staff. What in this last year, we took the risk to maybe get seven more handlers on him to really trust his process of growth. So he's shifted over time and he's been able to be more predictable, more grounded, more calm. Um, So he's always been a piece of the programs, but like from a distance. And so this year was amazing. A couple things. Number one, he's the meditation leader on the 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 <laughs> online platform, which I loved. Love so he's it. like, he's like the animated <laughs> meditation guide, which is super cool. Oh, and I then see shade I animated. D- That's a hit. Yeah, <laughs> I just you know just it felt inspired to have him because so many youth connect with him. And then he got to be part of programs for the first time this year. So he got to join the youth at the probation camps via video. And we really didn't know how he would do. He's never gone up to a computer besides almost pissing on my computer the first time. It was very successful. (laughs) It was very successful. (laughs) Um, And you asked how the other staff took it. I mean, the thing that was most delightful for me, because the youth didn't really know the difference. I mean, we told them, and I think they felt really special that they got to be part of his first interaction in a program. But you should have seen Annette and Leo's face. Just like, oh my God, Shade is here in the program. Just like this look of awe as I looked at them through the screen. Um, It was beautiful. And then because of that, he got to do his first live program last weekend with Women and Wolves. Um, Just a walk by, just a walk by and a witnessing. But though, I mean, we do that a lot with women and wolves. We'll bring out wolves who we can't really touch, but we really just honor their presence and especially him as an elder. And a couple of the women had really connected with him. And, you know, he was his fun, quirky self, like doing a drive-by and then stopping and looking at everyone. Like, wait a minute. Um, And then he continued on with his hike. So... You can probably tell I went on and on a little, but just how touched. Um, Yeah, it's just been so special because this is what Wolf Connection is about. It's about giving life a second chance. And Shade continues to teach us, I am not my old story. I am Shade, here and now, be with me now, feel into me now. That is the past. Um, That's what we do. Yeah. And the wolves keep us humble in that, you know, that we're able to stop. Like, oh, shade is transformed. Let's invite him in a different way. So. I mean, what's it like for you, Steve? What's it like for you, Stephen, though, to see the growth? Because you, you were, I'm trying to remember your timeline. Because you left, were you, were you, did you already move to Colorado when COVID came down in March or we, did you move right after that? I can't remember. No. You remind I, me? I moved in January. You moved in January. So you're first. already gone on the first. Okay. Right. So from you, from your perspective, what do you see? Cause you mentioned a couple of things just in the changes. Cause you've been working with Amanda too, with the videos, with everything else. What's some of the differences you've been seeing? Oh, I mean, yeah, like I said, I can, um, 
you know, some of it's some of it's prep likely projection as it as it always is with with human beings. But in reality, I do feel like I can feel that I can feel the change. I feel a little bit more groundedness. I feel like maybe Wolf Connection did need a second to just look around, recenter, re reground to the land, um, reconnect with each other. And there's a lot of shifting that happened at, I think at the exact right time. And everyone just feels, everyone just feels ready, ready to go, ready for the next, ready for the next step. And I, I feel, I mean, I work with, I'm talking to you almost every day, um, working on these videos with Amanda. And of course I think about you guys every day, you know, and then I'm, I'm edit, I'm editing a lot. So you're still, you know, fully integrated in, in my life on a regular basis. So I feel like I'm still connected to you guys in, energetically in that way. And, um, yeah, I just feel, I feel like Wolf Connection's ready, man, ready for the next step. And obviously John and I were always thinking about, you know, new ways to sort of, uh, approach Wolf Connection marketing and promotion. And then we, we decided to do the podcast because of that. And, um, uh, I think in 2021, every organization sort of needs to be up on their, digital game. It's just kind of a necessity for, uh, like a bit of permanence because it, it's just a fact, it's just a fact. It's, 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 it's a, it's a tool now in everybody's toolbox and everyone's kind of got to be taking advantage of it. And Wolf Connection really stepped up to the game and stepped up to the plate. And I, uh, um, I'm really proud of everybody, you know, and it, it's just, it's just awesome. It's awesome to see. Maybe it's cause I left, you know, opening up room for, <laughs> <laughs> for the good stuff. <laughs> You you clearly were the block. Obviously, this creative block yeah, would have happened if you didn't leave. Dude. <laughs> I love it. No, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, you, it's because we all the three of us work together a lot, and it's less so now. In, in you know, we work together in in bits and pieces here and there together. But yeah, I I don't know, Amanda, you. It, I mean, you feel it, right? It just, it, I mean, Stephen said it beautifully. I kind of feel it too. It just seems like there was, there was a way that we needed to do things. And the fact that you were able to get the time and focus with the individuals that you had that were, you know, Leo's been in such a huge part, mm -hmm. uh, partner for you. Shout out mm -hmm. to Leo Leckie. <laughs> By the way, who continues to get us guests left and right. I love that guy. But he yeah, was such a huge time. partner he's with you. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, what is that like for you? And I and I know there's still some things that are that are in the works that are moving forward. But like, what is it for you? Do you feel like the you were able to stabilize the team a little bit, the program side of it slightly, just sort of get its bearings and make it so that you could really utilize every person that comes in to help? Would you find that to to be a little bit? Well, it's both. I mean, as you both are speaking, I think of, I mean, I fucking love this podcast. I've said that before, but, <laughs> you know, this opportunity to get creative and now our team is like going expansive and global. You know, Steven's in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. We have Leo in Oregon. You know, I still think about how Dave and Brenda hold the space, you know, up north. Of course. And, um, right. So we've always talked about going global or re having a bigger impact. And we're so busy on the ground that that has been a challenge. You know, it's been like little creativity. Oh, this idea, this idea here and there. And this last year, we've really been able to do that. 
and the two of you got so creative on mm-hmm. the focus you have on the human wolf connection, which is different than what we're mm-hmm. doing with the wolf dogs and wolves in captivity here at the ranch. Yeah. I and mean, you've really taken that. Um, I think to the heart of it, to the origin. Mm-hmm. So it includes wolves in the wild and this, this whole history of us connecting, which, yeah. which I love. Um, and in terms of the program team, I mean, <laughs> it's both. I mean, yes. I mean, huge shout out to Leo, who's been phenomenal. And, and you know, bringing on, bringing, pulling Annette in, who started with programs and the virtual space and having help from the whole team. But we're also bare bones, you know? So mm-hmm. as we are inviting, <laughs> inviting people on site, yeah. you know, many, I mean, you two both used to be on the program team. Thanks a lot. You've moved on yep. to bigger and better things. <laughs> um, some people have moved away. <laughs> a lot of the team has really expanded and moved into their zones of genius and other areas, which, you know, I'm all for and love and have supported. So now I was talking to Stephen about this. Now we're rebuilding the team in a way that's not, hey, everyone, this is a really cool thing. Join, which I love. I mean, I love how many of you are Mm -hmm. like, I don't know anything about healing or therapy (laughs) or education, but I'm going to jump in and serve these kids. I mean, it has been the honor of my life to work with the team here and to and to, to work with folks who are so inspired that you know, like the background both of you come from, that you were amazing leaders for these youth and the connection with the wolves. That's beautiful. Um, And now we're rebuilding in a way that's a little bit more sustainable so that we're going to have staff who that's really their career goal or can really commit long-term to these programs with the youth and with the wolves and empowerment. And but what healing. are you guys looking for? Like, let's put it out in the universe right now and in, in the yeah, podcast. What are, what are we like? Let's what are you looking for specifically? Like there's, you know, maybe there's, maybe the, the right people are listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, you know, ideally, number one, people who feel really called and inspired by our mission, which is to empower humans via the human-wolf connection so that us humans have something to learn from these wolves and wolf dogs who are the true teachers and facilitators. We're kind of the translators. So that's one. Um, the second thing, I mean, the ability to be in the moment and, and hold space for transformation, for healing. Um, you all do that beautifully. You don't have a background in counseling or you know, as an educator. Um, And third, I mean, that is helpful, though, to have some kind of expertise, interest, and facilitation, whether it's mindfulness, could be some kind of education background, but really having a background in facilitating groups. Uh, We do most things as a pack. So it's different than working one-on-one with individuals. It's really a pack mentality, group facilitation, um, being able to be present with a group of youth. Um, humility, self-awareness, those are big, <laughs> right? The wolves and the teens yeah. keep us really humble. 
Um, those those are the biggies. Those are the biggies, you yeah. know. And then you know, awesome. the rest, um, the rest can can vary. So anyone listening, if this really calls to you, uh, please reach out to us at Wolf Connection. At the end, we'll probably give more details on how yeah. they can reach us. Did you have a, you put your, you gave me the signal. I don't know if you had a question mm-hmm. there. Steve-o. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of like being an educator and, and and having a history in counseling, does the approach of what you do, and, I'm, and maybe I'm going too deep into this now, but you know, that's how I do it. But anyways, uh, does the approach of what you, you do sort of change because of the remote stuff, the remote mediums? Like what? What did you learn? What are you learning as an educator and therapist, or how are you growing in that department? Having to change your methods by necessity, really, um, or is it all really sort of the same foundation, no matter how you're delivering it? It's a beautiful question. I think primarily it depends on the group, just like it is on site, right? Um, what the group gets out of it is is a bit organic and we have to follow the flow of that. Now, granted, the curriculum's the same, right? But, you know, kind of how deep the group goes, how much they connect, how much of it is therapy versus education is meeting them where they're at. So that's been the same virtually. Um, I would say almost out of necessity, the virtual has a little bit more of an education well, it's not true. We engage the youth the same way in terms of questions, like how does this apply to you? But I think without the land under our feet and the wolves in real time and having over an hour at a time, I mean, I think it's just like the wolves, you're going to go as deep as you feel safe and there's an hour of time and it can be a little chaotic. Um, Yeah. You know, with the probation camp, sometimes they have other stuff going on. And so there's some delays. And that's all. We just roll with it. Um, Versus women and wolves that went, was profoundly therapeutic. But the women had signed up for that. So the virtual space can really vary. Um, So I'm going, I'm going to ground back into your question. It's been surprising how much of it translates as if the same things transpire that happen on site. Um, Where the youth connect to a particular wolf, a particular lesson, a lot of times the resiliency they see in, in the animals. I think there's a little... takes longer to get vulnerable on on the virtual platform for the young people. That's been the biggest difference I've seen. So I would say from the outside, if you looked at it, it might feel a little more life skills and education um, mm-hmm. and therapeutic principles. But maybe a little less th- therapeutic than the on-site programs. You know, the movement and the hiking is very 
cathartic here. Yeah. And, you know, so we'll do like a kind of a healing circle and then we hike. And so there's just, you know, these kind of bigger shifts that happened. Um, so we've shifted our expectation mm-hmm. right. and just been open. Well, I, Honestly, I was super cranky about it. In the beginning, I'm just going to be real. Like right now, I can say we've just been super open to the process. Bullshit. Like I was so tense at the beginning because it was like, what are we doing? I mean, this is so frustrating. I want to connect with these young people. They're all in the same room. So that was a struggle. They had masks on and I couldn't see their faces. So that for me, you know, it was heartbreaking. I I would find myself kind of angry and then be like, but I'm also just really hurt that we can't connect more with them. But we got through and we found ways to connect and we had fun with it, you know, but it was, I'm going to admit it was a struggle and I'm sure it was a struggle for them. Like here we get to see these wolf dogs and wolves on camera. We don't get to. Yeah. You don't get to touch them. You don't get to be up by the fence. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. So it's, it was both. Um, And then with Women and Wolves, we had kind of this opposite experience where, you know, we do these single day programs with Women and Wolves, which are beautiful. And I don't even know how to put it in words. Just the transformation you see in one day and the way these women who are strangers come together and become a pack in six hours. It's crazy. It's so inspiring. But doing these these eight virtual sessions and then coming together for a day, wow. I was going to say, what's the difference that you've seen with that? Going from just the one day, just because it was what, I think like three, probably three women and wolves per year. And now you have this long, immersive, virtual, then physical meetup. What's, what was that like? Because that was the first one that you mm-hmm. had, right? So what was, the sh- what was the shift and difference you saw there? Positive, negative? Yeah. I mean, I could name so many things, but the thing that stands out to me the most in this moment is that you all will have to tell me if you can relate. But I think back to when I first started coming to Wolf Connection, that the energy, the space, being with the wolves was so intense. Like it was like my whole body was shifting. The first three months I volunteered here, I would leave with like an excruciating headache. It was almost like I couldn't take it all in. Mm. You know, yeah. there was just, it was like, whoa. That I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It was just so palpable. I mean, I'll even say like, there's magic here. I mean, you just feel with the wolves and the people on the land, it's, it's, it's so different from the day-to-day, for me, my day-to-day life, being in my head. So it was a huge shift for me. And I think about that for the, anyone who comes for one day, it can be a lot to take in. And so the thing that struck me the most was getting to take our time. And so each week the, the women would meet like one wolf virtually, a couple wolves in person via, I mean, one wolf via a video, one that couldn't come up to the screen. And then one or two would come into the screen, you know, on leash. And we would really sit with the the teachings and they had space to process how that connects to their own life. And really space to allow that to, to land. 
um, you know, at a more kind of cellular level than just cognitive. Anyway, so for me, that was everything. Just that space for it to really land. So by the time they came here, you know, they could open and, and be with everything at Wolf Connection because they had had a dose every week. I was going to say, <laughs> to yeah, build you're kind of like dosing them out a yeah. little bit, like every week, yeah. which is probably, you know, did you find it worked better or do you think it was just a different react, not a re- even reaction, but a different experience? I mean, I love it. I, I think this allowed, well, we ha- we'll have to, you know, we're getting in the process of getting some testimonials from the women, but um, you can do something for a day and even if it's super powerful, super magical, you're going to go right back. That's why like one therapy session doesn't work. I mean, you might feel really mm-hmm. relieved and like, oh my God, there's a huge weight off of me. And then you're just going to go back mm-hmm. into your everyday life. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that this was so much more transformative, the immersive program. And to me, and I think Misha would agree, this is the future. Now, will we continue to do some one days and we're working to get scholarships? Because not everybody can afford the price point of the immersive, which is Mm -hmm. a lot of work and very intensive. And just so it costs more. Right now we have it at like the bare minimum price point. So it's going to keep going up. Um, So I think it's, it's the future of women and wolves. And we will still work really hard to find ways for more people to have access to it. Mm. Did you see that as a, as a, as a positive out of this, this, uh, this COVID, I don't want to say a break, but this COVID sort of um, intermittent period that you were able to, or the team, I mean, us as a collective too, we're able to rethink some of our methods about how to be even more inclusive while also being able to, you know, bring in as many people as we could, like in terms of branching out more so and being able to serve more people in different ways. So that, like you say, it's, you know, the price points are where they are, but, you know, we're trying different ways to get people here, women, children, you know, all that. Yeah, I mean, so in a few different ways. So one is, yes, I mean, Misha and I had the time to really be with this and be with the curriculum and really be present with what was inspiring us um, to become part of the curriculum. We would not have had that time with all the youth coming through. We both worked the youth programs. So that was beautiful um, to get to create. And then, you know, even what you're naming about reaching more people in the price point, I mean, we're now getting to this place like with county funding Mm. where we're, I think we're finding a great balance of, you know, with our fee for service of what we just invite and charge versus all this funding coming in where we can serve folks we never could have served before because they couldn't afford it. So several of the groups we're partnering with now we had a relationship with, but they couldn't be involved in an immersive program because their organization didn't have the funds. And now we have the funds. 
And so I imagine that's going to be, you know, the goal with Women and Wolves too, whether it's private donations or, or whatever will come in, outside funds to, funds to fund the individuals and groups who can't afford it out of pocket. Nice. Yeah. So what's the future that you see? Are we, do you feel that programs will go back to, and it could be change, obviously it changes every day here. And obviously it'll be an ever evolving process as we come out of COVID, deal with COVID as it stands moving forward. But how do you foresee the programming in the future? Is it going to be this hybrid of a little bit of virtual, a little bit of in person? Is it going to swing? Is the pendulum going to stay even? Is it going to swing one way to the other? What do you, how do you feel? What do you think? Um, I feel it is critical to get people back on site. I mean, people are, but before COVID, we saw how hungry people were to, to come back to nature, which is really a reconnection to self. Um, and now, in my opinion, the awareness around that has expanded so much during COVID. I mean, you go look at the hiking trails <laughs> around. Um, so for me, what I see is anyone who can get here, who's in the vicinity, we will be focused on on-site programs. And then we've got, with a couple exceptions, like Women and Wolves, we can reach people globally who, th- who can then come out for a single visit at the end. But I think for youth, it'll be the, the online academy, that online platform is how we will reach. And not only, I just have to put this out there, not only reaching folks who can't come here because of distance, but folks who have physical limitations other kind of limitations that youth might have that wouldn't make it feasible for them to come hang out at a ranch all day because of, you know, mental, emotional, physical limitations. Mm -hmm. They can engage in this virtual platform. Yeah. But I would say, you know, am I jonesing to do more Zoom sessions with youth, with the wolves? Hell no. No, because it's so (laughs) magical here. So our focus is bringing folks back on site So for the fall, we have more, we're exploding. We have more schools scheduled than we've ever had before. And then we still have our partnerships through this incubation program with community partners and Department of Mental Health. We're running those programs now. Huge shout out to Peace for Kids, Celia Center, Penny Lane, um, the Los Angeles County VA. We're recruiting for that program. So we're exploding. So anyone who heard that previous part about staffing and is interested in applying for a job at Wolf Connection, (laughs) please contact us. Um, Also, anyone who's part of an organization or nonprofit, we're primarily targeting uh, foster care and adoption organizations, as well as veterans, um, as the populations we're really expanding to. So if you know an org, you're part of an org, and you think what we do at Wolf Connection fits you, please reach out. Um, I think the sky's the limit 
as to where we're going from here. Yeah, I agree. What, what, what do you, on the veteran side, because I, I always, I, I feel like I talk to you about this, like every once in a while, I'm like, so how are we doing events? What's the, what do you see tracking? What do you see tracking for them months, you know, down the line? What do you think, what are we trying to promote on that angle? I, I know a lot, I've worked with you for many years on the, on the youth side. So I, I know where we stand there. What's the, what's our angle that we're trying with the veterans and because I know it's such a powerful service for them, especially with, with dogs and, and adoption animals and things of that sort. So what's our, if you could, if you have any expanse on that, just what's, what's the reach that we're trying to do there and what's the, the fit? Is it similar to women and wolves? Is it, will it be just a veterans thing? Cause we were sort of in passing, you were chatting about that. Yeah. Well, the first thing I need to name is I'm not a veteran, so I can only speak to this from, um, you know, those I've consulted with and, and what we guess from a, a therapeutic perspective. And clearly we work with a lot of trauma and I think it's pretty well known that there's a lot of uh, trauma that folks face um, when they're veterans. Um, but it's it's kind of twofold. One, so one is is the trauma aspect um, in all the different ways. You know, there's all, there's, you know, out there some people, there's almost sometimes a competition about, well, you know, this person had it worse because they were in combat or, you know, right. than this person. But we can look at it from so many ways. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sexual violence in the military. Clearly there's, you know, combat trauma. Um, and then just even being prepared to kill or defend. I mean, it's just a lot to hold. It's a lot to hold. And then sometimes my understanding, the, the most traumatic piece is then reacclimating to civilian life, which can feel crazy once you've, because you've been part of a pack. So it's twofold. It's like part of this like healing acclimating, and then finding a pack. So those are some of the pieces that when we've consulted with our, our partners at the VA, that we feel like it's a really good fit. I mean, there's, you know, a sense of belonging, a sense of being with others who who've have some, you know, everyone's going to have their own experience, but there's a shared experience of having, um, you know, of that vent- veteran identity. So um, that's how we're looking at it. Um, right now for this first program, we're specifically targeting um, female veterans um, because it, it's a high need group right now. Um, so it will be a, a combination. Like we'll use some of the things from Women and Wolves and then also the curriculum will develop as over it, time. As it plays, yeah. We have to have the humility to be learners. So you know, we have a curriculum that we do that, that tends to work across groups because it's just very grounded in, well, you all know this. It's really inviting people to look in and see what comes up in them. So we have a curriculum, but there's no forced piece. I mean, everyone that comes here takes what they, they get out of it. Many people connect to a certain wolf story. Um, They have the space that, you know, they're seen. They're heard. 
They're supported by the land, by the wolves, by us. It's an environment where healing can happen organically or not if someone's not ready. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, do you think like there are some elements of arc in there also? Because you were talking about the re-acclimation. So like the anti, when you go, we do the work with the Anti-Recidivism Coalition and Chris Henriksen where those individuals coming out of prison and trying to reacclimate, and we bring them here. So do you think there's, it seems like there's going to be a lot of combo work going on with that. I, I think it's all the same principle. Yeah. Okay. It's just how we frame it for the program, but we really are welcoming people home to truth, to a truer version of ourselves, a version of ourselves that's connected internally and connected to the world around us. You know, the wolf knows, right? It's one of the wolf lessons. The wolf knows she is part of everything around her. She's connected to nature. And to me, that's, you know, if I had to name, you know, one kind of core principle that goes through all of yeah. the programming we do, it, and I always say, I joke, I say, well, you can go to meditation retreats for years and years and years, or you can, you know, come be with the wolves like three times <laughs> because they, you know, they have this way with zero judgment of inviting us into the moment, of inviting us into ourselves, of releasing shame. Um, so I think you're right, John, but I think that exists in all the programming. It's, it's right. like a welcoming home to, to me or a more true me, and that that me... Yeah, the foundation is, is the same. Is, yeah, is connected whether I know it or not. I might think I'm a lone wolf, but I'm connected. Yeah, it works to say. I mean, I, the, the, the approach seems to be similar because um, it, 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 even with the kids, the program is not... It's not like designed... Or at least it doesn't seem like it's designed for children. It's designed for... Do you know what I mean? Like the the... The, the programs, anyone could go to those programs. I mean, we, we're, we're adults and we, we've been to those programs and we're supposed to be working and we're still, we're still receiving tons of knowledge and stun, tons of inspiration. So it's kind of, it's, it's really not age related to a very large degree, but the groups who come and the life experiences that they've had definitely guide some of what's possible. But it, but you know, the wolf, the approach and the, and the wolves there really, they really mean mean to do the same thing. It's just, I think we focus on youth or the next generation and it's a beautiful, for whatever reason, they come like willing to be vulnerable. I think, you know, the longer we live, the more shields we put on. And so we hit them at this really sweet spot, which is part of the focus on youth. But yeah, the, the program isn't designed. We just shift our language. You know, we shift the way we yeah, show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, of course that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's, it doesn't really... Yeah, it's not, it's not just a teen program. It's yeah. a human empowerment program that shifts based, you know, a little bit based on who the... Who the audience What the target is. group yeah. is at that point. Yeah. So give everybody, so there's a lot, there's a lot to that we want to get out there, right? About what's, I, I guess let's start with what's coming up 
I guess what's coming up next. And then also let's get into if people are listening and they're interested and they want to contact to be a part of the programs, either in the program itself or work the program or help staff like go through some of those things. Um, and then just what's coming up next. So people have an idea. Yeah. Well, we've already been able to invite youth back on site. This weekend, we're graduating one program and next weekend, another. So we've partnered with um, Peace for Kids, which is, oh, I'm so excited we've gotten to work with them. Um, so our friends, Zaid and Jacob and Diane over there have worked with us to offer, we did a four session program with the youth. So it's basically an organization that serves foster care youth and creates this welcoming community for them, um, their families. And so they're getting ready to graduate their program this weekend. And then uh, Jeanette Yoff with Celia Center, who's who also serves, Celia Center serves foster care youth and adoptees. So we've had, and shout out to the parents who filled the program. Thank you. I mean, man, parents and caregivers will come to bat when, you know, when their their child or young person wants to be in a program. So they really showed up and they filled the program for us um, as a new partner. So they're going to graduate in a week. So I just wanted to, to name that. Like, we're already back doing the work. Um, we have a program starting with Penny Lane in two weeks, which is another organization, pretty big organization that serves foster care youth. And again, we're recruiting. So also anyone listening, we're just getting the promo materials out for the... Um, the female veteran program. So anyone listening who's part of an org that serves vets or is a veteran and would like to participate, please reach out to us. We're just getting that stuff off the ground. And then in the fall, we have, you know, all of our school partners at Antelope Valley Union High School District and Palmdale Middle School District, they're all returning plus one or two new schools. So that's awesome. Um, so that's coming in the fall. So we're going to be busy. And then we have our next Immersive Women and Wolves program starting in August, August 2nd. So that'll be eight virtual sessions followed by a retreat. The retreat, I believe, is on October 16th. Where can they apply for the Women and Wolves? I know I saw the, I think I saw it on Instagram. Do they just go to Yeah, website? they can follow us on social media or it's on the website. Okay. For yep. women and wolves specifically. Yep, for okay. women and wolves specifically. Um, and then, like I said, we'll have, we don't have the marketing or the promotional materials ready yet for the online platform. That's, that is very kind of teen focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but there'll be a soft launch for that in the fall, followed by a bigger launch in the winter. So that's coming. And, and we're still, so with this funding through Community Partners and Department of Mental Health, we're still looking for partners. Um, we've got some things lined up, but we have additional funds. So if anyone listening feels like they're part of an org that serves, again, serves youth or veterans, and this would be a good fit, let us know. I think I hit on everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, know it's a it's a I know it's a lot. We thought this was no. going to be a short one. <laughs> no, it's good though. No, there's a lot. No, there was a lot to cover. And I, I'm glad, uh, like, it's good. This is all good information for people to know that we are, we're back, uh, and that it's it it may it's going to seem like a lot for us, but I think it's going to come in waves where mm-hmm. we're, it's going to be a lot of a lot of new faces on site and things of that sort. So, where can they, if they want to reach out, 
your give them your contact if you're okay with doing that. Just mm-hmm. you know where to find you for any if they have any questions program related, whether it be staffing or otherwise. Right. Yeah, the best way to reach out to me is right now is via email. So a beer like the drink. It's easy. A B E E R at wolfconnection.org. And you can also follow her on Instagram, Amanda Wolf Connection, I believe is her handle. She's got more followers than I do. And, I've been and Amanda on- <laughs> hasn't posted anything on Instagram for probably six months. <laughs> and and yet, actually has never posted on Instagram. Someone else was doing that for me. The fact that you have a handler on Instagram is ridiculous. <laughs> you have somebody posting stuff for you. This is this is absurd. <laughs> Uh, she needs somebody to help her with, with the actual work, not someone to help her post the things on her Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. I, I do need. Yeah. You need some, need some help. You need some regard. help. Um, I'm going to get one of the students eventually to take all of this. One of our graduates to take over. Nice. That would be cool. Piece. Yeah. Uh, so one other piece too, just so in case you, and I'm not tuning my own horn here, but I believe I'm. I have to read meditation scripts for you. So you will, if any of those of you that are going to be doing the online course, you will also hear my voice. I think I'm going to be, I have to channel my inner shade, right? Because I'm going to be the meditation. Yes. So you're going to be shade, not John Calfa. That's right. I have to pick But it up. for those of you that love listening to the podcast because of famous John's soothing voice, um, yes, he will be featured as shade. So in the we, online platform. We got to get Steve. What do we get? Who, we got to get Steven on there too. Because I can't be the only one. <laughs> Steven's got a great voice too. Because I've heard this from multiple people. So, and it was both of us that got recognized. So we got to, we got to get you on yeah, this Yeah, Steven will be Steven. the next, the next meditation facilitator. Yeah, that'd be cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Steven's down for anything. Amanda, great. Thank you for for coming back and just, again, laying everything out. I'm really glad that people got to really see the evolution because I think this is really important that the the programs are never, they're never going to be, they're going to be the same, but they're not going to ever be the same. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think that's good and it's positive moving forward for, for you, for the, for the team and, and for us as a, as a collective. So that's great. Thanks again. You're always welcome back. If anything changes, especially when we launch this online thing, because I'm going to want to, I have to see these animations again because they're totally cool. Uh, yeah, I got to see those. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thanks again, Beer. You're the best. Thanks for coming back on. Thank you. Yeah, Always well. a pleasure to be with you both. Of course. Howls to everyone out there and Stephen and I will be with you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Looking to support Wolf Connection or sponsor one of the wolves in our pack? Just go to wolfconnection.org. Click on the donate tab and find out more information.